back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back, Jay Foreman, inside the huddle. We went by quick, man. You know what, Harrison? We might have to extend this, man. We might have to figure out how to do double duty, triple duty, or whatever. It goes by quick, but uh, appreciate the support. Appreciate you uh, getting up. 22 views on here. Got one like, but also be on the lookout. We got some sponsorship uh, news. It will be on the next show. We'll probably record maybe one or two this week because uh, Harrison informed me. We could drop some knowledge uh, during the week as well, so... Uh, Fortunately, maybe unfortunately, you're going to be seeing this ugly mug on the YouTube stream um, more, <laughs> more times than not. But I don't want to. Hey, I don't want to not respond to my man Mark Lund, Lund from uh, Houston, Texas. He said not to get off the subject, but what does Jay think about the Texans this fall? I think they're going to be, look. First of all, D'Amico Ryan's is um, one of the true best leaders ever to step foot through um, the doors, you know, at the Houston Texans in. His story is pretty cool that obviously he was a great player in college, but he was one of the ones kind of like Matt Rule came in. Um, Nick Saban came in, wanted to change the culture, uh, made it extremely hard. Talk about him and uh, uh, Harper that obviously played, you know, a lot, a lot of years in the NFL. Those two kind of stuck it out. Roman Harper. Um, but D'Amico Ryan's Nick Saban talks about like he is one of the guys that foundation mm-hmm. members and obviously was a second round pick, had a great career in Houston, went off to Philly, got hurt a little bit. And has really just ascended up the uh, coaching charts, right? And I think his uh, leadership as a player, um, his knowledge, and um, his credibility as a teammate allowed him to start from kind of an intern, then to go linebacker coach, defensive coordinator, then obviously being associated with the um, Shanahan when he was um, an offensive coach for Houston. But he knew what type of player he was and how type of person he was because he saw him in the locker room, saw him work day to day. So that's a, you know, for you, uh, high school athletes, both, both female and male is that, you know, look what you, you're laying the foundation for your long-term success right now. So, uh, speaking of that, I think the biggest subject I would probably implore, um, a lot of the, I guess, local media to really, I wouldn't say focus on it, but it is something to focus on. And then, you know, granted Jeff Sims is going to be under a a tremendous amount of pressure in, in the spotlight because, um, he's never played at a university like this, and you can't fault him for it. He he didn't come to Nebraska right away. He hadn't, he hasn't been here. First of all, when Nebraska has been su- successful, right. which he's expected <clears throat> Me to do. Neither. He, he's yeah, he's expected it to help with that. But number two, being in Georgia Tech, walking out to a game like he's never done this before, and so it it will change your body the way you you, you operate. So, of course, there's a lot of pressure on him, but obviously he's going to be the day one starter. The backup is huge because I think he's an extension of this is just my opinion, and this is the way I looked at offensive personnel when I was playing. He's an extension of, well, of course, the head coach, but primarily the offensive coordinator, quarterback uh, coach, starter. The backup is extension because a lot of times the backup is his eyes and ears and sees things from the sideline perspective. Right. And it is the great teammate to help him be better. So you have to be selfless, right? You can't be selfish. So those are the things, um, you know, that's going to be really interesting because you just don't know how somebody will react to being a backup. Are they okay with it? I mean, I'm sure they have to have some sort of realistic view that they're not going to be starting next mm-hmm. year, right? Both from experience and from what Jeff Sims has sh- showed the coaches during spring ball. Now, can you embrace being a backup without 
embracing being average and just being okay with being a backup. Now you have to be able to create um, internal competition, not only with yourself, but with, in this case, Harburg and Purdy, Purdy, Harburg. And then also once you kind of hopefully solidify that spot, also within yourself, looking at Jeff Sims and saying, you know what, I'm going to make some ground on you. And so that's when, if your number is called, right, or just say, and it's no different. You remember, I remember last year when, when I think Indiana game, um, and it, you know whether you think it was too early or not, Casey was struggling a little bit, yep. right? Mickey pulled him, mm-hmm. right? Kind of slowed him down a little bit, and he said Casey came in his office said he didn't like it, but he made a decision. That could happen. Yeah, that could happen August thirty first. You could get up there in his bright lights and don't think they won't be cranked up. Listen. Dinky Town at let me see what time the game starts. 7 p.m. August 31st. There is there's other games on, but those games don't really count. I mean, they're just kind of like <laughs> bootleg games, right? You know, um, it's like Meatloaf State Steak, uh, Meatloaf University against Cube Steak University. This, <laughs> this is it, right? This is the Minnesota. This is the Minnesota Open. Bright lights, right? People are gonna be watching Nebraska, Minnesota. And that's the game on listen, a Thursday. Between when well, Nebraskans are number one as far as drinking beer. Wisconsin, I think fans are number two, right? Because okay. they got spotted cow and all that other yeah, stuff, yeah. right? Minnesotans are – they will tell you they're ahead of Wisconsin, but just from my experience, they like to tailgate, and it's a night game, and it's on a Thursday, so they probably got off work, took off Friday. Oh, yeah. It's going to be rock. It's going to be pumped. And you, and if you don't think P.J. Fleck is trying to flex his muscle, welcome you to the Big Ten, and think – and they're trying to get over the hump of – Winning the Big Ten West, mm-hmm. I, th- I know his message is, hey, listen, we had control of the Big Ten West. We let it go, whether it was injuries or not. We didn't perform well. Um, it's going to be a different atmosphere. So there's got to be all hands on deck. Again, travel roster, right? Yep. Uh, I know they got the emergency quarterback and stuff like that, but who can Marcus Satterfield depend on not only to be the backup quarterback but to be extension of the offensive play caller because when they come over and put on the headphones – it can't just be Jeff Sims. You got to have some that that whole room is in there together. It's not you can't worry about how many reps you got in practice and you should be starting. You ain't starting. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now the object and the purpose is we are winning the game. We are do anything and everything to win the game. And that's the discipline you have to have and it's something that is very unique in every aspect of Husker football right now. Again, quick show goes by quick. Big news next week. Appreciate you listening in. Um Got the healthy people coming in. I think I'm going to go enjoy myself with a Father's Day donut. I hope you're not listening. (laughs) Um, And uh, we appreciate you listening. Inside the Huddle, Jay Foreman. Holla at you next week.